those of us that are at the pointy end, we're fighting. And I mean, this is not fun. We're fighting. And not only are we fighting our adversaries that are trying to get in, we're fighting sales, marketing, vendors, and suppliers. That sucks. Because I'm fighting facing forward and I'm also having to watch my back. That's never a good situation to be in. Welcome to Audience First, a podcast for tech marketers looking to break out of the echo chamber to better understand their audience and turn them into loyal customers. Every week, Danny Wolf has brutally honest conversations with busy tech buyers about what really motivates them, the things they hate that vendors do, and what you can do about it. Get access to practical information on how to build authentic relationships with your audience. Listen to and talk with your buyers and apply real customer insights to your strategies and tactics. You owe it to the world to unmute your mic. Are you ready? You're a tinker, to your mm -hmm. point. We talked about that on, on Dr. Dark Web. I think the fact that you're so into understanding how LinkedIn works you know, like getting into the algorithm, making sure you're getting as much exposure as possible. Um, I mean, you're a marketer, really. It's scary. And it's not by, it's not by, it's not deliberate. Um, it it kind of started accidental. And then you start noticing patterns. So you start doing research and you're like, hmm, okay. And there are some actually amazing posts out there and some other stuff out there where people have freely shared, look, you know, they change their algorithms. Don't put too many hashtags. Don't ever put a link in that takes, you know, somebody away from LinkedIn to YouTube or anywhere else in the post. Don't, you know, post within 24 hours. I mean, there's some pretty basic ones. LinkedIn's got some other weirdnesses as well that, that do annoy me because I wish they were a little bit more open. But if they're open, everybody would abuse it, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it, it is a little trial and error, which I'm okay-ish with. You know, I put a lot into those posts. Um, some of them, you know, some, some stuff takes time. It very rarely is it a, a quick and easy thing. You know, there's, there's time invested in every single one of those. They're out there for a reason. They're out there. I think that to me, it's the, the self-promotion is, is a byproduct of why I put the stuff out there. It's out there to try to help. It's out there to give information. It's out there to provide opinion. It's out there to poke a level of sarcasm at our industry. No two ways about it. But it's also, um, it, it has resulted in the, you know, getting a level of infamy, should we say, on LinkedIn. But that was never really the intention. The intention was to kind of use it as a platform to kind of growl a little bit and to test it. And then, you know, whenever I talk or wherever else, I think some of that kind of stuff just gets, just ends up ends up out there like you know the perfect example is 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 the stuff we're doing now on the dr dark web stuff i mean that was i wanted to post something it didn't feel quite the right time da, 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 da. and then unfortunately when i wanted to post it i put something out and i had to relearn the same lesson i just learned which is thou shalt not post twice in a 24 hour period i mean when, when you go from your average post being you know 10 to fifteen thousand views down to in a 24 hour period to one that's, I think, seven, eight, it's now at like 1100. 
but it was like seven eight hundred. I'm like, oh, that was a slap down. I mean, that was that was a re reminder of something I already knew. But what's interesting is if you do a post, you can still do a poll, or if you do a poll, you can do a post. So you can mess with those two variables a little bit. I think they're going to come down on it a little harder because everybody was doing polls. So it wouldn't surprise me if they come down on it a little bit harder. But yeah, it's um, to your point, I want to maximize. I want to maximize time. I put a shit ton load into those, and so you want to maximize that. You want to maximize exposure and show people and, and try to give stuff to people, but also you need freaking respective. You know that when you look at a forty, I mean, you know, not everybody's reading the whole thing, but if somebody's putting a comment by it, I would assume that they've read it. So that's one hundred and fifty people that have taken the time to read it, digest it, understand it, and put a comment on it. I owe them. In my own mind, I owe them a response, and I owe them. I owe them something. I don't. I. I want to give something. Like here, look. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Feel free to do with it as you wish, but I'm trying to help. Right. I love how you lead in with, I want to give something out there. I want to help, and then you think about, you know, yourself and your promotion and your networking after the fact, which I think most marketers I think could take a lesson out of that out of that you know what i mean yeah, because it's, and it, i think it's i think it's fascinating i just think it's fascinating that you as a practitioner are utilizing this network which is our it's, life right yeah it, it's it's been really interesting because it's I, I, and it was kind of accidental to some degree because having built companies you know you need to get the name out of this and we need to do something so you're sitting there like hey i've, I've built a company Woohoo! congratulations how do i how do I fund it? How do I keep people employed? How do I put food on people's table? But at the same time, what the belief is, hey, what I've built's kind of cool. What I've built hopefully can help people. And so how do I get the word out there? I was yeah. really fortunate years and years ago to, to work with a, a really amazing individual who ran the interface, the, the F2F conference series, interface conference series in the U.S., Joe and Meg Asher and the family ran that. And it was a very, it was very much like a family company at the time. And uh, Joe and I ended up just talking and talking and, and becoming friends. And, and what it was is he hit me up. They were coming into Denver. It's that like one of the very first ones. And they were like, hey, you know, we keep hearing a little bit about you. You seem to have done some interest. So would you mind coming along and talking? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And at the time, it was still very much a case of I wanted to get, you know, I, I, didn't expect, and I still try not to expect to get somebody to cover the tab for it. I'm getting a little pickier these days, but at the time I'm like, yeah, I'll come out. He's like, what do you want from me? I'm like, nothing, a cup of tea, or we'll, we'll trade it with a glass of whiskey. And then we hit it off. And then he hit me up because, you know, for whatever reason, I'm very fortunate that on stage I'm relatively eloquent. I can wave my hands around. I, I, I storytell, you know, it's how you get the message across you storytell. So it went well. And he's like, can you do a few more of these? And I'm like, well, yeah. Do you mind if I do them? And I bring at the time, you know, my company along as a, hey, it's Chris from this. Nothing else, no sales, no nothing. And when I'm on stage, it's that same mentality that it's, I, there are people in front of me that are giving me time. You know, I owe them. Um, and I owe them something they can use. I owe them value. I owe them entertainment at the end of the day. You know, I'm up there and my job is is to weave a story and put some morals and thoughts and ideas and have a little bit of fun because the fun things are what people remember. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and I did that and kept doing it. And Joe was like, well, we'd love you to basically keynote the entire interface series. And this is going to make years ago. And that was a huge springboard for the company because Joe was amazing. You know, we paid for our own way. We paid for our own travel and, and we, we got to headline basically. And, and so it was a really good relationship. And, and that was one of those where it was very much a give and take. And, and that helped pave the way for how to do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's the same thing, you know, I get off stage and everybody had me business cards and I'm like, Hey, I'll send you a slide deck. And I used to do that. I would, I would sit on the airplane on the way back and I would be typing these freaking business cards out and, and doing it or we get the scanner, we do that. And, and we'd send the presentation out and never really ask for anything. And yeah. in the, then we never was like, Hey, I'd love to talk about it. It was always like, Hey, here's the deck. If you have questions or if there's anything we can help with, let us know. And in the years of doing that and working with Joe and starting the early days of LinkedIn, we doubled the company's revenue every single year for like four or five years straight by not selling out, by not, a perfect example, and there is an individual that works for a mutually company that we work with. And he hit me up. He's like, hey, I saw a webinar that you did, a podcast you did of the Dr. Albert I saw. He's like, hey, I saw the guest you had on. Hey, would you mind if I reach out to the company? And I'm like, don't you dare. I will find you. I will hunt you down. And I will fucking gut you with a spork. Because um, you have violated trust. You know, I don't bring on to the shows. We don't pick people for the shows just to set them up as target practice. I, 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 I haven't expressed all of that yet. And it'll be done tonight. But I'm like, don't you dare do that. Number one, the person in question would eat you for breakfast. And I'd, I'd actually yeah. probably sit down and pay for that. Um, but no, <laughs> you know, if you think you can get away with it. So there's all sorts of things. I I put a lot of trust in the relationship and I, I want to hold that trust. It's um, it's people give you time and you got to respect that. Oh, absolutely. And I think, uh, I mean, this is what we're trying to to do here with with the podcast and so you mentioned two things that i want to dive into before we get into the 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 who you are which we won't go so deep into that because you should just listen to dr dark web for that but we're gonna go we're gonna get into the why you 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 do what you do you mentioned two things fun entertainment storytelling so this is this is the whole point of this podcast i want to hear your story i want to hear the practitioner's story what what resonates with you guys, what you hate, and have fun with it. Because I think to some extent, we need to be having a good time uh, addressing the failures that marketers, marketers, vendors, and salespeople do. Oh, yeah. We need the Darwin Awards. We actually, honestly, you know what? We should do that. Uh, seriously, we do need the, like the, the marketing Darwin Awards. Those particular awards where the individual didn't just crash and burn they crashed and burned so badly, they became the example for others. We need that. We have to have that. I agree. I'm happy to have them on the show, by the way. Um, <laughs> I will personally create a beautiful, probably 3D printed Darwin Award uh, for them. Second uh, term that popped out to me, uh, trust, uh, which is huge in our industry. It kind of, it's a nice segue into how we met actually that word i remember and and i i like bringing this story up because it's a beautiful evolution of a true relationship and how things should be going um i think the the first time we met 
I tell people generally that y you you wanted to taser me and you're very famous for the taser comment. Um, <laughs> I remember we were sitting in our, we had a marketing summit. Um, all the marketing team came together and we were kind of brainstorming on how to, you know, be more efficient, do our job better. Or what are some new creative campaigns we could do? And, and you know, our CMO, Mira, said, okay, well, let's bring on, you know, let's bring in Chris to have a conversation, give us some feedback, talk about how we could improve our website. I felt so good marketer. I'm going to talk to, uh, you know, our potential buyer, the audience. And uh, I don't I don't recall what question you had asked. And then I kind of pitched in on, on the Jabra. I'm like, something, something, zero trust. And you just stopped your, in, you know, stopped everything. You said, whoever said that, take them out back and taser them right now. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Okay, what did I say? Why did I, why did that piss him off? I don't understand. Everybody's saying zero trust these days. It's like the term. Yeah. And so that's how we first met. And, you know, roll around. I was like, okay, we got to get this guy. We got to get this guy on the podcast. He needs to be our podcast guy. And, and you know, lo and behold, what is it? Six, seven months. No, yeah. even more. Eight months later. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Dark Web is up. But. I love how, you know, you take a look at the evolution. You hated me for saying something that you hate. And now, uh, you know, we're BFFs and we're producing Dr. Dark Web and you're hosting it for us. Um, I think that's a beautiful evolution of a, of a trustful relationship, really. It's, um, it's one of those where, and I think because it's happened so often, you know, I, I was uh, doing a couple of interviews today. And we got talking about it. You know, we were talking about perception versus reality. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard these days. If you're not embedded in the industry, it's so hard to figure out what is truth. Mm -hmm. Because nobody comes up to you and goes, hey, well, let's take zero trust for a perfect example. The idea and the concept isn't a bad one, but the ability to execute it is horrendous to say the very least and and in, unfortunately in most cases it's not an impossible because no one vendor has the solution no one vendor is going to come in and, and be able to do effectively do it and roll it out without some pretty major disruption and they they ignore that part you know they ignore they ignore all of the intricacies and they also ignore the fact that, you know, if you're going to do it, you either need a greenfield site or your organization needs to be holier than thou insofar as how well organized, managed, articulated is, policies, procedures, and controls. You haven't just ticked the box, you actually own the damn box. Um, and they, 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 they forget about that one. And, and then everybody's chasing this holy grail and, and, and nobody attains it. So then we all get fed up. It's like, oh, I can't be doing this. Well, what's next? Uh, you know, what, what do we go chase after next? And we see this cycle through. So unfortunately, a lot of us in the industry, especially the old gray buggers, let's face it, who are like, oh, for current, I, I've got buzzword bingo cards. I give them out at the conferences. And you can literally stand in front of it, doesn't matter if it's sales marketing or the pay to play bullshit that happens up on stage. You know, you get RSA and it's like, well, you know, I've just given you a quarter of a million for my booth space, I demand a keynote. That's why they got so many freaking keynotes. You know, a keynote used to mean something. It meant you owned the conference. Now there's a keynote for farting loud enough in a corridor. Oh, well, give them a <laughs> keynote. You know, they're going to have a conversation about that one. Uh, yeah, and, and you pay to play. 
So now you've got somebody up there who's not only spent quarter of a million on the booth, you've got your idol of the company up there who by demand almost has to be like, well, you know, here's why we're so amazing. They're not giving the audience anything. They're not handing over useful data. There's maybe a couple of good snippets in there, but it's good snippets couched in the, oh, do it with us and it'll be amazing or do this. And it's, it's terrible. Mm, yeah. You know, and then again, it's, it's tough and it's tough because they've spent quarter of a million or half a million or a hundred thousand on that booth. Or, I mean, I, when I, when I was running the couple of companies I've run, we, we presented it, or we're not presented, we got a booth at RSA and we got a booth at Black Hat and good gods, it was a chunk of money for us. And we were in the bleachers. I mean, we were, we were way back in the bleachers and you want to maximize it, but you've got to balance that with, Hey, you still want to be respectful. So literally it was just there to be seen. And that, uh, honestly, we, I'd take out the whiskey case out back and we just have everybody and we talk and then somebody were like, Hey, we'd, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Brilliant. Let's set something up. Yeah. And I think just, um, having that authentic approach to it all, just laid back, authentic approach, pull in versus, versus push for that attention is something that I feel is lacking in the industry. It's just kind of like Lord of the flies out there, you know? Unfortunately, it, this is again, part of the reason I'm changing my situation is because I won't put the company, I won't put HHS into a position where it has to sell X amount in order to make the investment worthwhile or any of that stuff. And because we take money, you know, if you're going to take money from me, I've got people that gave me that money. Those people that gave me that money want a return on their investment. The people that are working the money want a return on the investment. I give it to you. You want a return on investment. Everybody's taking. Everybody yep. takes. And unfortunately, what that means is that the person at the pointy end, the marketing and the salespeople, you sit down like, well, so little Johnny and Jemima, um, your targets for this year are double what they were last year because we just took another hundred million in investment. So we expect you to double up and, and, and really push those conversations. And everybody's like, well, shit, how do I do that? How do I, how do I now maximize every single conversation, every touch? every point. And by the way, not only do I have to maximize it, but I know that the, the, the Muppets down the road took a hundred million as well. And I know that they're going to maximize it and we're both chasing after the same audience. So how do I make myself better than them? They tell me that they tell the company that they're good. Well, I got to be better than good. Well, I'm better yeah. than good. So now they're like, well, sod it. They're, they're crushing it. Well, we're spectacular. Fuck you. You're spectacular. We're, we're amazing. We're one of a kind. We're the best the best you know how do you quantify the best we're number one prove it in what metric um, you're yeah. unfolding you're unfolding a lot of pain points <laughs> a lot of pain points and i'm just it's bubbling up in me and i'm like oh shit i gotta do that too yeah. but um uh, but as opposed to how hhs is run is can we pay our bills mm -hmm. yep great everything else is lining up simple as that Everything yeah. else we use, we, I mean, we donate to charity all over the place. We, we help out, we do what we can. Um, we have fun, we do crazy things, blow shit up, try to repair it afterwards. 
you know, we're doing a, we do a bunch of, um, pro pro, um, basically free stuff. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's done because we don't have that pressure of having to generate a five X, 10 X and all that crazy stuff. Now, yeah, the Dave product, it would be fantastic to have that everywhere else and we'll get there, but we'll do it on our own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the difference because we don't put pressure on people because we don't say, well, you have to buy from us now. I don't have to maximize every conversation. I want to because time has value. Back to the yeah. LinkedIn conversation. Um, but there's, I'm not going to sit there and try to convince you to buy my product when in my heart, I actually know the guys over there, they could probably help you better. And it's it's identifying and being honest about that. It's identifying and presenting that to your potential buyer or the audience. Yeah. I can't help you with this, but these guys can. And it's not yeah. about, you know, I'm going to beat them and I'm not going to tell you that they can do better, right? So right. so they don't get business. It's about, you know, helping those who are in a tough situation right now, security practitioners, right? And giving them the resources they need, not, you know, just, just mission before money, not profit at all costs. And I think that's part of it. We've lost the plot. We have... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So a good, very, very good friend, uh, Chris Nickerson runs Lara's or Lara's. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and the naming is basically based off of Roman style Greek side of the world. And it was, it's meant protector. And so if you really come back to what our job is, and it doesn't matter where you are in this industry, our job is to protect those around us. You know, I put a call to action out today. Uh, I was on a webinar. Um, for it's like the entire Midwest of the U S we've got a webinar that serves basically the flyover States. And every two weeks I, I, I jump on and we have a conversation about what's happened. And, you know, there are so many people around the world who want to pick up arms and, and go tackle the situation in Ukraine and Russia. And I'm like, two things. One, we don't actually need more people on the keyboards doing that, but we've got plenty and we're trying to organize them. But my big thing is, is go back to the roots of what this industry is. Go and protect people. Get off your asses, walk to the next door neighbor, knock on the door and go, hello. I'm not actually here from the Jehovah's. What I'm actually here from is the InfoSecers. I'd like to have a conversation with you about how you use your mobile device, how you use the internet. Let's have a conversation about what you have. I want you to get up if you see when you go for coffee next, go talk to the, the local coffee shop and go, hey, love it. But when was the last time you backed that up and just do, I don't need you attacking. I need you defending. I need you going back to the basics, which is protection. And I, mm-hmm. by the way, I kind of need you to do it for free. <laughs> take me through, take me through. I want to talk about two things that you, you brought up um, a few minutes ago. I want, I want to dive into what works in actually getting engagement from you or a response, like what does that outreach kind of look like, you know, from, yeah. from a vendor or somebody who needs something from you, if you will. It's tough because, you know, the barriers are absolutely, you know, the barriers are up, the dogs are out. Um, the, the moat is full of sharks with freaking lasers, um, you know, and it's, it's tough this day and age, but it's still possible. I mean, I've had some fantastic conversations with people. And I've had them because they've approached, you know, it's, it's, I have it on my LinkedIn profile. I, I think this is, this is where it gets interesting because on my LinkedIn profile, 
it pretty well defines how to approach me. What it, what it says is don't come at me and go, Hey, I'd love to connect. And by the way, here's what I'm going to sell you. That, that isn't going to do well. Um, neither is, Hey, I'd love to connect. I need five minutes of your time to, to run an idea by you. Don't, don't lie to me. That's not what you're going to do. Come to me with open arms, come and actually learn about who I am, who I am as an individual, but also who I am as companies, you know, perfect example. So if you look at my LinkedIn profile, uh, because I do a lot of, uh, like the virtual CISO stuff and consulting, uh, ethopass is currently like at the top cause it was the last one I edited. And you know, you get people like, Hey, I hear the, the running this part of ethopass and we'd love to, you didn't even look. You didn't take the 30 seconds to even get the fundamentals. The ones that make it through, if you look at my tagline on LinkedIn, it says, you know, uh, approach with, you know, Isla whiskey or biscuits and tea. The ones that actually make it through are the ones that are like, hey, I'm coming armed with, you know, I'm coming armed with rich tea and, and something or else, or hey, I've got the bottle of Isla. Can we just have a conversation? Those make it through because I know they've read it. And I leave those deliberately. They're there deliberately. It's, it's both fun, but it's deliberate because for me, that's, have you taken the time to understand who I am or am I just another number? Um, so that's, that's a big one for me. Um, and then after that, it, it's the honesty, you know, the, the honesty is, you know, Hey, I'd love to have a conversation. Like we're doing this, we're doing this. Can we run it by you? Well, hang on. Are you running it by me to get my opinion? Because let's face it, I'm opinionated. Or are you running it by me because you think I'm going to buy it? Be upfront with me. If you're running it by because you want an opinion, I'll give you all the time in the world, especially it doesn't matter who it is, especially, I mean, I have marketing people like, hey, I just want to run things by you because I don't want to trip over my feet. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, it's it's one of those where it's it's that honesty and integrity. Yeah. and. At the end of the day, we've all got to put food on the table. So I give leeway for that. And I give leeway because everybody's got to sell, everybody's got to buy things. But it's how that transaction is conducted to me is important. Um, I take a very European approach, which is get to know who I am um, and get to know who I am. Don't come and promise me wealth beyond avarice. Don't come and tell me you've got a bottomless purse from me. Don't come and tell me you're going to solve my problems, especially on that first conversation, because you don't even know who the hell I am. You see a persona, you see a profile, you see companies I work at, but you don't fully understand that. Come, listen, understand. And I also respect the ones that are going like, hey, this was fantastic. Look, can we just keep in touch? Absolutely. You know, I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, you know, there are a couple of folks because of the, the, because obviously we launched the Dr. Dark Web stuff. There are a ton of folks. I got, I actually got, you'll appreciate this one. I got hit up by a bunch of people like, Hey, we love the graphics. Are you working with anybody at the moment? We would love to do this. I'm like, you haven't even come to me and said, Hey, love what you're doing. Would love to understand how you did it. You're coming right off the bat, trying to sell something to me. Um, yeah, straight with transaction. So. Yeah. And, and that just, I get it. You know, there, there's the old adage, um, of the, you know, the, the, the pick your sex and orientation or whatever, but I, we normally use the guy girl thing. The guy walks into the nightclub and, 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 you know, you can spend the entire evening just wandering and watching, or you can spend the entire evening walking around going, Hey, would you come home with me? Hey, would you, you're going to get slapped eight out of 10 times. And one time you'll get lucky. 
great. You've 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 got you've cut to the chase in ten minutes flat. You got your ass handed to you eight times, and the ninth time you're in good shape. The problem is in our industry, those eight people that smacked you upside the head, <laughs> they got careers. They're gonna remember you for the rest of their damn lives, especially if you annoyed the hell out of them badly. And not only are they gonna remember you, they're gonna remember your company, they're gonna remember the people around you, and they're gonna tell other people. And so that that approach really just doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't. We all talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Your employees are your reputation. Your yeah. company's reputation. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it. it's, it's tough. I mean, I've, you know, having had a company with a set, with a set of sales force, with, with a team of salespeople, I was, I was nasty. I fired quickly because mm -hmm. I'm like, you are representing all the rest of us. If you cannot go out there the right way, then I have no place for you. Yeah. I envision that you all have your little books and it's like the hit list of people. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, I'm seeing yeah. it. Like I visualize that right yeah. behind you there, like behind yeah. that skull that you got on your, yeah. it's like underneath a little safe with a shit oh, yeah. list. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you are not far off of that. Yeah. There are companies I, it would have to be the last company on the earth to do business with. Because yeah. they're terrible. There are companies I outrightly lambast online. I mean, because they're terrible. I mean, we, I, I just came off, you know, we're, we're having this conversation now. I just came off the back of doing the security shit show. That's two yeah. hours of roasting our industry. And I, I don't hold back so much. Uh, poor Evan and, and the company, because he's running, I mean, he's got a really good company. And I mean, their lawyer, I swear, has, has conniption fits on a regular basis because, okay. I mean, we're sitting there with a flamethrower and it's, oh, let's see what Clan Strike did this week. <laughs> okay, now bring on the next one. What did Cisco promise us this week that they could absolutely fix and wealth beyond that, you know, and that damn flamethrower comes out and it's, we don't hold back. Um, all right. All right. So this is, this is where the fun part starts. Um, Let's pull flame throwers out. I love flamethrowers. <laughs> um, let's take out that little, that black book, the hit list. Yep. Okay. And let's do a shit list quick fire. I'm building, uh, I, I, it's let's, you know what? Let's stick anonymous. Cause I don't want anybody. I've, I've had <laughs> enough, I've need, had enough threats. More cease and desist letters. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, yes. I, I um, let's keep yeah. it. And yeah, let's keep it anonymous. Let's go through. The worst thing you've experienced from a vendor, go. Oh, so the worst thing I've uh, the, the overpromise underdeliver. I mean, that's or or I mean, uh, there's so much of that. Okay, let, actually, let's get specifics. I'm actually going to use Evans. I'm going to use Evan and Ryan's one on this one because it's beautiful. Invisible processes. Yeah, we, we, dug, we dug into that. Oh, yeah. you did. Okay, so then we'll dig into no, it. No, but but no, d dig into it even deeper because because we we kind of scratched the surface on invisible process. Yeah. What so, is an invisible process, and how does it look, and why? The good hell? question. I have no freaking idea, but I sure as hell know they jumped on the bandwagon and they were charging full steam ahead because it sounded good. I mean, it's like right, something. Well, what was what was the pitch? Tell tell me, take me through it. My the the pitch basically was, hey, we have this product. It's absolutely amazing. It will protect everything that you have. It's it's the best thing since sliced cheese. 
and and it runs on invisible processes. Well, okay, what's an invisible process? Well, you know, it's it's our patented it's our patented, you know, it's our intellectual property. We're not going to tell you. I'm like, okay, which bit of open source code did you steal off a of GitHub to make that work? Oh no no, we we we've, we've we've got a team of engineers and they're building this amazing no. I'm going to tear your box to pieces anyway before it even goes into any environment. I'm going to reverse engineer it and I'm going to tell you if I like it or not. You know, it's... Uh, uh, God, there are so many different ways of approaching this one. Um, I, I think it's it's the, the biggest, probably the biggest failure of anybody approaching is not knowing your audience. So coming in and spouting quantum and AI and ML um and and not being able to back it up you got handed the sheet this is the text i have to say hello i am chris i am selling you a machine learning language system that is able to do ai it will take care of you it will protect you it is 100 percent hacker proof okay uh and, and and again back to that you know eight times out of ten you're gonna get slapped with that one time you get the deal because you met the the poor and for unfortunate person that wasn't us um when you start asking, okay, so let, let's talk about your AI. Uh, okay, like go get your tech engineer, get him to talk about AI, and you can't explain it. And you, it's 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 this magic box, you know, this this ethereal magic box that just does stuff. No, that's not how computers work. You know, it's it's that inability to actually come up there and say, yeah, you know, I actually I kind of know what's going on with this. And by the way, even if I don't know, if even if I don't know, let me go get the geeks who really understand it because it sounds like you 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 kind of got your knowledge. And hey, I'd love to have the conversation. I'd love to be the fly on the wall when you talk with them. Um that that is it's it's that and oh actually no, you know what? Screw that. Sorry. Bugger this for a game of soldiers. This is the one that I I I I want to reach through the computer and I just want to grasp you. And I'm going to hold you by the throat and I'm going to get a wet haddock and I'm just going to smack you backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards with this fucking wet haddock. The one that I hate is when I get used as a stepping stone. Oh, oh. Hey, would love to connect. Could you, uh, I, I'm trying to get to the CISO. Oof. Yeah. That, oh, you just, or if you can't get anywhere with me in the first, you can't get older me in the first date, you're going to go for my sister or my brother. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love being a stepping stone. Uh, do you want me to lay in the puddle face down or face up so you can actually get me in the nuts as well at the same time? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I've, I have some examples of, of, of being used as a stepping stone, both on, on email and also in real life. That's where the real life ones, especially when what? somebody's yeah. yeah, what does that sound like? Oh, that that the the real life ones are worse because I've 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 often been the one that's called BS, and then they managed mm. to get hold of somebody further up the food chain, and they've taken them out. They've invited them for a golfing evening, and then all of a sudden it filters down from the food chain that yes, we're going to use it. So I'm like, you assholes, I will have my revenge. Mm, I'm fine to... going for the soldiers and lieutenants, but treat them with respect. Don't yeah. use them as a stepping stone. Don't yeah. use them. Actually empower them. Hey, mm. I know that your job is crazy, it's long, it's hellish, which is why, by the way, I brought donuts and coffee for you. Um, and they're gluten-free donuts because I know that you're gluten-free because I watched your posts. Um, and by the way, hey, how can I not, – not how can I help you? Look, you, we're all working like idiots. We've all got some stuff going on. 
we're all on call 24 by 7 by 365. Let's see if I can do something to help. And by the way, I know that you're going to have to take this to leadership. So here's the conversation for you. And I'm going to, here's the prep for you to have the conversation with leadership. That's mm -hmm. fine. And I'm okay with that. But the other thing is even before that, it's that qualification thing. It's, it's sitting down and, and actually going, Hey, I actually can't help you, but I know somebody who can. Hey, let me put you in touch with, um, yeah, Georgina over there. She's actually fantastic. She looks, she works for those guys. Do me, I'm going to just get you connected, go have a conversation with her and not yeah. taking anything off the back of it. Yeah. You recommend because it's the right thing to do, not because they're going to line your pockets. Are there um, any like clear examples that you've had uh, or you've experienced in your career that, that, you know, a vendor has done that has made you feel good or like really worked for you? You, you kind of, uh, you know, unraveled a few. Yeah. But anything specific that we can kind of take away here? Yeah, there was. So I actually do a bunch of podcasty things with uh, the TD Cynics folks because I actually like how they work. I, I have a lot of love for how they work. They, for the most part, um, every now and again, to their credit, they'll run something by me, and I'm like, let's let's have that conversation. Kind of the same thing we did. Um, yeah. But for the most part, they're out there to bring the best. They do all the research, you know. <laughs> Their client goes, I need something, and they do the research. They'll go out there and they'll beat the snot out of the market, and I'll get dragged in every now and again, and they're actually advocating for their clients. And so I got some love for them um, on that yeah. one. Um, there's a couple of others. Um, Evan and Ryan, perfect example with the FR in the studio. It's Evan, I mean, those guys, this is that. There's no, there's no gating. Information is out there enjoy it have it for free i don't need a registration i don't need to hand you over your social security and your credit card just to try the darn thing um just try it and hey if you like it give us a shout we'll yeah. help you know we'll work something mm -hmm. out if there's something we can do we'll work with you on it so mm -hmm. i like that and it's the same thing with information i mean there's so many places that gate information so what do you end up with you end up with a Salesforce database full of false names, false emails, false addresses, and the president's bloody White House telephone number because we all use that one for shits and giggles. You know, it's totally man. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, I've got that one. I've also got the the dating one. You know, the one eight hundred. You know, it's like uh, it, there's like telephone numbers. Like, hey, you can have your number. Yeah, here it is. Da -da -da -da. And you know, and then you pick it up. It's like, hi, get lost, click. Who the hell else? I mean, nobody in their right mind gives their real information when they when they know they're being gated. So what yeah. are you doing? I mean, what you've now created an extra set of loops of processes in your own system to clean up the very data you thought you were going to collect, which is mostly false. It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Give information mm -hmm. for free, and then people will come back to you and go, "Hey, that was cool. It kind of got me thinking. Uh, love to have a conversation if you don't mind." I'd, I'd even add on, give information for free, but make sure the information is valuable, practical, and easy to apply. Yeah. You know, and not not theoretical, high level, enough fluff. It's okay. So this again, you know, so to give cyber six skills some credit, to actually give them some credit, um, they listened, you listened, the team has listened, um, and it's been a really nice experience. I mean, You've put a ton of work and effort behind something that's risky. Let's be honest. You know, we've gone out there, we've created an entire thing 
off the back of no real substantial numbers. Nobody's come up and said, well, you know, we have to have all of this. We've done it because it's the right thing to do. We're doing weekly damn podcasts because it's the right thing to do. And what we're doing is we're not we're not sitting there going, well, you know, if you have cyber six skill, you can get all this intelligence. No, what we're doing is going, hey, look, if you want decent intelligence, here are the 10 or 15 things to ask. Now, knowing full well that that cyber six skills got maybe eight or 10 of those because nobody's got the entirety of the solutions, but at least you've now armed a client to go to all the different vendors and go, hey, I'm going to ask you all the same questions. I'm going to ask every single one of you the same stuff. And depending upon how you answer and what you answer and how quickly you chase me for answers back or you try to sell me wealth beyond avarice is, is going to determine how I feel about you. Yeah. Um, I, I, oh my gosh, I, I want to be respectful of your time. I know we have I'm, like I'm 10, 10 I'm minutes. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I'm writing this down because I know I'm going to forget it. Uh, okay. You, you uncovered a while ago, um, actually, no, we'll get to that second, but yes, listening is a huge, a huge thing in the industry. And I don't think enough marketers and sales people are listening enough talking amongst themselves. Again, to, this is the whole point of this podcast is to listen to you and understand what motivates you, what the hell you hate, what we're doing wrong and the alternative. It's needed. I mean, it's also listening. I don't need another tool. What I need yeah. is I, I need help. And more often than not, I need to consolidate what I have and I need to be effective and I need to do it with the least amount of hands I have. And I don't need, you know, there's, if you just listened to the rumblings in the industry, you'd realize we don't need another piecemeal point mill solution. I need something that integrates. I need something that works effectively. I need something, I need something I can trust. So, I mean, you say you don't need another tool, but ultimately you, you need tools. When you go about researching a security product or a tool, um, and I'm going to steal this question straight out of Dr. Darkweb, <laughs> how do you go about separating the wheat from the chaff? Because there's just so much out there. Yeah. What, what does that look like? It, it, looks in two, it looks two different directions. If you have the time, you do your own research. So we'll hold that one for a second because that's actually the longer answer. If you don't have as much time, you hopefully, touch wood, have, have got a trusted partner. So you've got a, a consolidator, a, a partner that you can go to and go, hey, I need an intelligence tool. And they understand your business enough and they have a level of independence enough that they will go out and do the research for you. Yes, they're going to make money on it. I have no problem with that. Everybody needs to make money and margin somewhere because we all got to put food on the table. And so I have that. That is hopefully the best avenue because it means I don't always, I don't have the time. If I'm going to do it, I don't have the time to do it properly. Now, if I do have the time, I'm going to take, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, I'll, I'll do the Google search to begin with, especially if I don't know anything about the subject. I'll Google out there, you know, who is doing intelligence, who's doing threat intelligence. I'm going to get turned off when, again, you promise me everything. 100% effective installs in minutes, you know, um, will save you from hackers, you know, guaranteed and all those other buzzwords that turn you off. So when you start seeing all the top of the ads loaded and the ads loaded, more often than not, that's a turn off. You then start to look at who's actually, who's actually got useful information. Do the website search, check on the websites. Who's, who's giving me information to help me understand the 
the area I'm looking at. You look at Thread Intel, who's actually saying, hey, look, when you want something, here's how you look for it. This is what you need to think about. This is where it needs to be contextual. That's one part of it. I'm also going to look at the company. I want to know about the company. I'm getting more and more anal about that, to be honest. I, I turned down, this week, I turned down two talks. Um, they were like, hey, we'd love you to do a talk. And I'm like, who's it with? And they told me, and I went out to the company. I looked at the company directory. I looked at who the leadership is. I looked at who's on the board of directors. And if everybody looks the same, I'm going to decline it. And I don't want to work with you. Uh, and I'm getting more and more, I guess, militant about that to another way of putting it. But then I'm also going to go to the community. I'm very fortunate, and a lot of people in our industry are pretty fortunate. We have good networks of people, you know. And I'll go say, "Hey, what do you be, have you had experience of any of these companies? What are your thoughts? What questions have you asked about any of these folks?" And I'll listen to that. Might or might not take it under advisement, but I'll listen to it, you know, and and I'll see what the response is. Because also, perfect example: if if somebody's run across the salesperson who is pushy and whatever else, well. Maybe that was just the wrong salesperson at the wrong time, or maybe they were just having a bad day. Let's see. Let me see. And then when I've narrowed it down, then I'm going to do an outreach. And I'll either I'll either ping somebody, either I'll go through LinkedIn and see who I know or who I'm connected to, or I'll I'll hit them up on the website. And at that point, that's when that's when the the scorecard really begins. Because if I reach out and I get I get added to a mailing list immediately, you lost marks, end of story. If I reach out and I get an autonomous system back that says, you know, to do this, do more of this and push this button, you've lost me again. If I reach out and somebody gets hold of me and says, hey, uh, thanks for the inquiry. Um, could we potentially set up a call or would you mind just give me some more information? That's great. Because now you haven't tried to tell me what I need You've asked me what I want. Um, if you, uh, what was the other one? Gosh, I, the brain's gone to sleep on this one. Um, if you know, and and then if if you follow that up by, well, here's ten white papers and here's this. No, I don't want that. I'm asking simple questions. I want some simple answers to begin with. Um, the other one that I think bugs the hell out of me, and I know a lot of us in the industry, is my calendar is. I mean, it's 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 crazy. So when you reach out and you say, hey, let's catch up next Wednesday. I've got 3 o'clock available. I don't have 3 o'clock available, and I'm not going to go backwards and forwards 10 times. The calendar thing is actually not bad. I actually don't mind that most of the time. But again, I want to know you first before I start clicking on bloody links you're sending me. So again, it needs to be like, hey, uh, saw you reach out. How can we help? Well, you know, yeah. I'm looking for this, this, and this. I'm doing it. Oh, brilliant. Hey, look, would you mind? Can we set up 15, 20 minutes? I can send you a calendar link um, if that works, or do me a favor, send me three or four options, and we'll figure out how to make it work. You know, there's mm -hmm. ways of doing it that are human. Mm -hmm. um, because again, you know, yes, I know I'm in the, I know I'm in, I know I'm in the sausage making machine somewhere, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But it, at least do me a favor, show me the courtesy of, of treating me like a human before you take my money. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, um, I, I mean, you know, I've, I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of being part of organizations we that have done have. this. We all have. Straight to transaction. It's it's, it's not going to work. Um, yeah. If anything, if anything, we don't 
know it all. We must understand first and foremost, what yeah. are you trying to achieve? What are yeah. the problems? What do you need? Then build out the plan to give you the best value and the best kind of proposition. It, it's, 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 it's a win-win situation. Um, don't, it, don't, don't jump straight to the, to the ask. It's hugely that way. And again, the nice thing about it is, is even from the sales funnel standpoint, you can mm -hmm. filter me out very quickly by being nice to me. And not only can you filter me out, what you can do is you can have that little exception, which is, do we know anybody that we can send them to? You know, that was always my one thing, um, which is not everybody has got the answer for everybody else. It, it just doesn't work that way. So if you don't, can you at least leave me feeling in a better place? Like, hey, um, love it. Great conversation we had. I don't think we're a complete fit for you, but hey, you know, I, I know the guys down over here um, used to work with so-and-so. I'm happy to make the introduction. You've just yeah. won a friend for life. I, I will stay connected to you on LinkedIn. We will probably grab drinks at a conference at some point in time, and I will follow you. And eventually, at some point in time, you or the organization you end up at with, I will have a use for you. Because again, as a CISO, we move. We move yeah. all too regularly. You, 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 know, you, you think you dodged a bullet by avoiding me at one company? Oh, I'm just about to turn up at the company that's your biggest contract. And it ain't well, going to be pretty. Yeah. But I mean, are there second chances though? I yes. mean, you give it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And what it would, mm -hmm. In what instance though? Like how, how does that look? I think it's, it's that I, I ran into it again, a LinkedIn post. Um, I, I, I had a LinkedIn post and somebody, you know, I, I accept most connections. I'm still careful about it. Most LinkedIn post, uh, sales guy from a company. Uh, I, I was told, oh, I don't know what it was. It was the LinkedIn post I put out the other week about, Hey, look, here's how you can help. Here's how mm -hmm. you, here's the basics, do the basics, get this, get this, get this and do this stuff. Guy turns up and does nothing more than post his company name and a hashtag and a hashtag and a link to his, in his site. And I'm like, mm, you don't do that shit. I'm like, oh, you don't do that shit on my post. Not the smartest thing. So I unfollowed him and I removed him as a connection. I didn't block him. I removed him as a connection. Less than 24 hours later, he hits me. And I, you know, and I obviously deleted the comment. 24 hours later, he hits me back up on LinkedIn and, and wants to connect again. So I send him relatively friendly message going, Hey, uh, just saw this, give me the logic. And he's like, well, you know, I'd love to be connected again. I'm like, we were connected. If you didn't realize I actually disconnected you because of, and I, I, I laid it out for him. And the only response I got back was, okay, have a good weekend. I'm like, we're done. You haven't learned, you know, you just didn't learn. I gave you an opportunity to come back and go, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Not the smartest mm. thing to do. I wanted to, I wanted to give somebody something brilliant. Then do me a favor put that in the post, go, Hey, hope you don't mind. Uh, or even hit me up first and go, Hey, look, do you mind? We, we've got these really freaking cool free reference tools. We've got this amazing PDF that gives you the 10 things you need to do. Hit me up, do me the courtesy of treating me like a human. And, and then, you know, from that standpoint, I, I got no problem with it, but you didn't even learn basic common courtesy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's gone, done. And if, I think I blend up blocking them anyway. Um, and, and it's frustrating because again, you only gotta, you gotta just treat people like humans. 
An- yeah. Another perfect example. You know, you walk into a link. You know, again, it's it's. I, I monitor this fairly carefully. I curate my the the LinkedIn stuff fairly eff- effectively. It takes a while. But if you walk into a LinkedIn post and all you do is just hashtag another person or do an ad to another person and give me no context, I'm going to call you out on it. Because to yeah. me, the real world, that's literally like walking into a room, opening the door and going, Chris Roberts, closing the door and get the fuck out of it. That wouldn't be a bad thing, though, I mean, to be honest. But, but, but it's like <laughs> and the rest of us are just looking around going, what the hell? It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> give me some context. You know, just open the door and go, Chris, you're going to love this. Close the door and run off. Perfect. I'm perfectly happy with that. <laughs> but to just jump in and go no context. And I explain that to people and some of them get it and they realize it. And then we go off and we have second chances. Um, and I think the other one is as well on the second chance thing. It's, it's that listening. I understand you got numbers, you got this, you got this. We, we, we've all got to every single month. I put invoices out from HHS to feed the people that work for the company. That means we've got to sell. That means we've got to do things. That means all this stuff. I understand it. I live that and breathe that every freaking day. But I seem to have managed to figure out how to do it without pissing off too many people and coming across as overly salesy. You hit it. I do market. But I try to do it respectfully. One last thing before we kind of um, wrap up here. And, And this is not just about the marketers, the salespeople, the vendors in the industry, the industry itself, cybersecurity, the market, mm. what do you hate most about it? We're not all rowing in the same direction. I'm just thinking about this. It's so those of us that are at the pointy end, we're fighting. And I mean, this is not fun. We're fighting. And not only are we fighting our adversaries that are trying to get in, we're fighting sales, marketing, vendors, and suppliers. That sucks. Because I'm fighting facing forward and I'm also having to watch my back. That's never a good situation to be in. What it should be is vendors, suppliers, and marketers should be sitting there going, hey, how much more ammo do you need? You covered? I got you covered. What do you need? How do you need? Hey, uh, I noticed you're using this. I can't help but hey, George has got some more ammo over there. Hey, George, get your ass over here. Uh, hey, he's got you covered. I'll see you next week or next month or next year. That's what we need. And we don't have that. Uh, yeah, and and, and, yeah. and that, that hurts. Yeah, that's powerful. What's one takeaway, you know, that you want to impart on the audience today? Um, you know, given what you just said. <laughs> I want you, what I want Here's what I want. I, uh, and I actually had this conversation. I'm, I'm obviously interviewing and one of the companies I'm interviewing with you know, is Palo Alto. So I had a really interesting conversation with them. I'm like, you are in such a position that you could enable your entire market. Not that you could enable your audience. You could enable the potential customers. You could actually give them 20 questions to ask every single firewall vendor. 20 questions to ask every single endpoint, 20 questions to ask every single SOAR and SIM company. You could do that. You could actually change the industry by literally going door to door to every big company and every small company and handing them basically a a how to buy from the cybersecurity industry, 
a how-to. You know, when you are faced with vendor X who's selling this, ask these questions and listen to the answers. But And they were like, well, we'd love to. But the problem is, to their point, was like, well, then marketing's going to get hold of it and they're going to turn it into a white paper. I'm like, why don't you just fucking post it on the internet? Well, you know. I'm like, no, there is no well you know. There's got to be a way of doing it. And so my call out to anybody that's listening in on this from sales and marketing is, look, enable. Enable the very people you're selling to. The first thing you should do to that person when you're trying to sell to them is like, hey, I don't know how well you know this product, but look, I've got literally a cheat sheet that I kind of want you to ask, not just me, but I want you to ask everybody else that comes that you talk to. I'm going to enable, and by the way, we actually can't answer all of these questions. Yep. We think we've got most of them covered pretty well. We think we've done a decent job on most of them, but I can't answer them all. I'm pretty sure nobody else can, but look, I'm going to give it to you because I want you to learn. That is probably the most powerful thing that we could do, which is teach the very people that we're trying to sell to about what they should and shouldn't be buying and how to think and how to basically sift through it all. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, we need to have you back on because we could dig into so much good stuff here that we just scratched the surface. I think what I'll actually, if, if we end up doing this again, I'll actually save. I used to save a bunch of the, the just the material because I used to, I, I'll, I'll dissect and I won't hold back. It'll be names and companies on, I'll take the letters and I'll put them up on LinkedIn and I dissect them. Um, or wow, I put them up on go. Twitter. Oh yeah, there's, there's, there's no, so I'll hold back a few of them and I'll go through what I like and, and what most of us don't like about them. Yeah, I think a teardown would be good. Yeah. Tear down of different kinds of things. Not just a tear down. I want to build up. Back to your point. I don't just want to tear things down. We're here to protect all of us, hopefully. Um, mm -hmm. And it's how do we do it? Because there's so much cynicism now that it that it's, it is nigh on impossible to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I think the buildup is, is important. The alternative, giving it an alternative yeah. view of how things should be done. Yeah. Many criticize, not many explain how to do the, do things a little bit differently. Same um, thing in our freaking industry. I, I've, I've said it and I'll say it again. I don't need any more red team people in our industry. I'm done with breaking shit. We all know you can break it. Do me a favor. Give me three to five different ways I can fix it. Well, I mean, Chris, this has been obviously awesome and always fun. I, I love our conversations. It's the highlight Thank of you. my week. We will have you back on again. I'm, I'm, I mean, we got to do that tear down that's in, and build up. Tear down I promise and build we'll up. do I'll, I'll, be... say, I'll save some of the goodness. I'll save some of the goodness. Good deal. Thank good you. Good deal. I appreciate it. And thanks again for joining. No, you're awesome. Thank you. You have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Audience First. If you like what you've heard, feel free to follow or subscribe to Audience First on Apple, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast streamers.